may be seated. Please take your Bibles and turn together to Psalm 146. Psalm 146, I have not forgotten our series in the Ten Commandments. We will return there, but it's not every, every year we get to worship on New Year's Eve, and I thought this psalm might be fitting for us to meditate on together tonight. Psalm 146, this is part of a, the last five psalms, a group of psalms that, that begin with hallelujah and end with hallelujah. Praise the Lord, uh, praise the Lord. Each of the last five psalms open and close that way. Let's give our careful attention now together to Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's stop and pray together. Father in heaven, as we hear your word, we ask that even as we, we hear it and think about it, that you would enable us to praise you uh, in this very act of hearing your word. Lord, as we have just sung in Psalm 90 with, with Moses, we ask that you would teach us to count our days or count our years, and set our heart on the ways of wisdom. Father, we ask that you would show your work to your servants now, your people, and your glory, and show your glory even to our children and their children's children. Lord, equip us to better serve you and praise you and delight in you in the year ahead, and use your word to that end among us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you thought about what might happen in the year 2024? Have you thought about what might remain the same and what might change? Maybe you've thought about what you want to remain the same and what you might want to change. I wonder if you've thought about what you might gain or what you might lose in the year ahead. 
Well, a new year often brings excitement, uncertainty, uh, desires to change, new commitments. And at these times of anxious excitement, it's helpful to look to the one who is always the same year after year. The one who is always the same to all generations. The one who's active in blessing and caring for his people. It's helpful to refocus and recommit to a life of trust in him and praise of him. And that's what Psalm 146 calls you to. That's what God calls you to tonight through Psalm 146. The psalmist here resolved and committed to praise God while he had life. To trust in God and not man. And there was good reason for both. Because of the awesome, powerful actions and character of God, past, present, and future. And friends, tonight God calls each one of you to the same. At the start of a new year, God calls you in Psalm 146 to look to him and to know that he is reigning to all generations. To know and to stand in awe of his power and his character and his work. And to respond to him with renewed trust and praise. Or perhaps tonight with new trust and praise for the first time. And so brothers and sisters, all of you here tonight, kids, young people, God calls you in this new year and as long as you live to trust him and to praise him. In the coming year and in every year of your life, trust the Lord and praise the Lord. That is the call of our text tonight to each one of us. Well, the psalmist gives this universal hallelujah, praise the Lord, uh, in both the opening and closing lines. Uh, but he also commits himself to living a life of praise. And so that's where I want us to start. Psalm 146 calls you tonight first to resolve, resolve to praise the Lord while you have life. Uh, while you are still alive, commit yourself to living for the praise of God. Look again with me at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Uh, the opening and closing hallelujahs, and I keep using that word, you're, you know what it means. It's the Hebrew for praise the Lord. The opening and closing hallelujahs are actually plural, uh, which means they're addressed to all. It's a call for all to praise the Lord. But then in the, in the second line, the psalmist turns inward and calls himself to praise the Lord. It's as though he's preaching to himself. He says, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. The very core of his being is called to praise God. And friends, true praise comes from the soul, from the inner man. It's not something that can be manufactured outwardly by simply going through the motions or showing up. It is a deep exercise of the soul. And we need to remind ourselves. We need to continually remind ourselves, preach to ourselves, stir up our souls to this great calling of praising the Lord. We exist to worship. 
to praise and to glorify God, the God who made us and saved us. Now, it can be easy to know that theoretically. That is not new to probably most of you in this room. It's easy to know that, to be even intellectually committed to it. Uh, It's easy to do it outwardly, but it can easily become perfunctory and merely external, and the soul is not really engaged and involved. But friends, heartfelt praise of the soul is what you are called to. This is what you are to live for. This is what uh, life is given to you for. It's what the psalmist lived for. It was his chief end, we could say. But then he moves on in verse 2. Look at verse 2. Here we see his resolve and his commitment. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. As long as I live, uh, while I have my being. His desire was that while he was alive on this earth, that he would use his life to praise the Lord. Notice his resolve, his commitment here. Two times he says, I will. I will praise. I will sing. He's resolving or committing again to make his life all about the worship of God. For him, life was praise. It was the great purpose of life itself. And he was committed that while God still gave him breath, he would use it for praise. Brothers and sisters, is this how you think about your life? Is this your commitment? We've come to another new year, and I'm sure that's on our minds tonight. And each of you, by God's plan and grace, is still alive. Uh, You still have your being. You still have your breath. God has given you another year of life. He's kept this world and history going for another year. How will you use this new year that God is giving you while you have your being? Will you praise the giver of life? The psalmist didn't know how long he would live. Uh, Neither do you and I. Life is short. How will you use it? Will you spend it in praise to God? Will you resolve to praise him this new year and as long as you live? Have you given up your ambitions? Have you repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus and committed your life to him and his praise? We're all living for something or someone. But if it's not the Lord, it will not last. It will not bring true joy. It won't give peace. It will be empty. And so, brothers and sisters, commit, recommit now to live by faith for the Lord and for his praise. And I know that many of you are doing this. You are living this. You are seeking this for yourselves for your children, for those around you. This is what life is about. But we need to be reminded and called again and again to this great purpose. Maybe you need to re-examine your life and re-examine some of the patterns you've gotten into and resolve again, perhaps repent and recommit to making not just this year, but all of your years about the Lord and praising him.
At times, married couples will review their marriage vows. And sometimes they'll renew them. Uh, they'll, they'll do that occasionally on an anniversary. They, they promise faithfulness and love no matter what, as long as they both shall live. Well, you should have a similar and yet greater commitment to the Lord as long as you shall live here on this earth. And maybe the new year is a good time to review and renew that. To examine where you've perhaps let this wane or weaken or you've been distracted by other things. Maybe ask, what has come between you and the Lord? What is hindering a life given to praise? Some of you may need to go home and give this some extra thought and meditation and prayer. And maybe even write down some specific things, some, some goals or actions. Ways in which you not only resolve and recommit to live for God's praise, but actually carry it out. What does it look like? How will you make his praise a priority personally for yourself each day in the coming year? for yourself, for, for your families, for those around you? How can you make worship of God, public worship each week with God's people more central? How can you better plan for it and look forward to it? If you're really living to praise God like the psalmist here, uh, by God's grace, by faith, then you'll seek to make this happen privately and publicly regularly. You will, you will live to praise God. And as we're going to see as we go on in this psalm, God is worthy of this. God is worthy of all praise. Now, the praise of God should be the sun that your world revolves around. It should be your reference point that gives, uh, that gives you life and meaning and direction and rhythm uh, to everything you are and everything you do. So often it's the other way around. Our life revolves around other smaller, less significant things, sometimes important things. Our life revolves around our career, our, our children, our hobby, our weekends, whatever it might be. And we, and we fit praise in where we can, around the edges. Brothers and sisters, I know that when our years come to an end and we enter glory, none of us is going to think, None of us is going to wish that we hadn't spent so much time in prayer or in praise of God. None of us is going to get to the end and think, well, I wish I'd spent more time just relaxing. Or I wish I'd seen more movies. Or I wish I would have gone on more trips or whatever it might be for you. You're going to be praising God for an eternity if you are, are his by faith in Christ tonight. Uh, this life on this earth is, is a warm-up, you could say. It's hardly a sliver, barely a foretaste. But you're called even now to make this life here a life of praise to God. Uh, this is why you are here on this earth. Uh, are you seeking that? Will you, will you seek this? Will you resolve to praise the Lord while you have life? Deep, personal, real praise from the soul. The psalmist says, I will sing praise to my God. God sees if your praise is merely outward, if it's just this distant duty. He, he wants your soul. 
You're called to praise your God with all your soul while you have life. Brothers and sisters, are you doing that? Will you seek fresh tonight to do that? Will you resolve this year, maybe for the first time or yet again by God's grace, to live for his glory and praise? Well, one of the reasons life is to, res- is to revolve around praising God is because he is trustworthy. Unlike man, God can be trusted. And a life of praise must also be a life of trust. And so you are, you are called in this new year and in your life second tonight to trust in the Lord and not in man. Psalm 146 calls you to trust in the Lord and not in man. Look at verse 3 and 4 again. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. This year has many Americans concerned, has many hopeful and excited. Others are nervous, they're anxious. One of the reasons for that is because we'll be electing our next president in 2024. Well, Psalm 146 reminds us not to put our trust in princes, not to put our trust in a president. There's no man that can bring salvation to us, no man that can bring salvation to our state or to our country. So we shouldn't be overly excited if our choice wins or overly discouraged if the other wins. As verse 10 tells us, God is reigning. God is the ultimate sovereign. He's reigning now and forever. Princes rise and fall. Years come and go, but the Lord reigns to all generations. Of course, it's not just trust in politicians that's forbidden here. Trusting any man is foolish because there's no salvation in man. There's no help or deliverance. He's powerless to save. And that's evidenced by the fact that he'll die, as the psalmist says here. His breath, his spirit will one day depart, as will his thoughts and plans. Man will return to the earth. Genesis 3.19, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And friends, if you are trusting in man for anything, for, for saving our country, for help in the time of need, trusting in the ideology of man, whether it's his science or philosophy, the ethics of man, trusting in a friend or a relative to give you purpose and joy, you need to know that they cannot save you, body or soul. They themselves will die. They have no power over sin and death or over this world. Their plans and their thoughts are not God's. They don't last. Now, by God's grace, Christian brothers and sisters, men and women, can be a great blessing and a great help. We can lean on each other. Uh, the, The fellowship of the saints is essential, but we do not trust in man. We don't trust in each other for salvation. And we do not look to man in the place of God. Friends, put your hope and your trust in the one who has conquered death and who will never die the one who brings salvation, the ones whose thoughts and plans are eternally true and relevant. Tonight, in the new year and in the years to come, in the rest of your life, trust in 
God and not in man. And then listen to verse 5. Blessed, blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Here's why you should trust in God. You will be blessed. Did you hear the the promise in verse 5? Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Friends, to be blessed is to have God's gracious, saving favor, his undeserved love, his gift of life and joy and peace, blessing instead of curse, which is what we deserve. If he is your help and your hope, man can't help you, but the God of Jacob can. The God of Israel who made promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and fulfilled those promises and brought them out of Egypt, you will be blessed if your hope is in this God. And notice again the personal nature. The praise was personal, but the hope and trust is also personal as well. Whose hope is in the Lord, his God. If you're in a personal covenant relationship with God by hoping in him, by trusting in him and in his word, he is your God. He is your help. He will bless you. He can be trusted. In him alone is salvation. And I wonder if you need to be reminded of that tonight or in this coming new year. Don't trust in man. Trust in the Lord. Maybe you need to hear this for the first time. Up until now, whether you realize it or not, maybe you've been trusting in man. It could be yourself, your own good life, your own good works. Maybe you've been trusting in your own abilities to provide for yourself. Maybe you've been trusting in your youth or your 401k, your job, your reputation, or someone else trusting in a a friend or family member to meet your physical or emotional needs. Maybe you're trusting in man's claim that, that you need no salvation. Trust yourself. You can only trust in God or in man. The creator who will never die or the creature who will die. Where is your trust? Friends, the one that you are called to praise is the one that you must also trust. Don't trust in man this year and in all your years. Trust in the Lord and be blessed by him. And as we then see third and finally here, God is fully trustworthy. There's so many reasons to trust this God. The end of Psalm 146, really the second half, gives this overwhelming sampling of reasons to trust and praise him. And so third, people of God know that the Lord is worthy of your complete trust and praise. Let's see that third and finally here tonight. Know the Lord is worthy of your complete trust and praise. I want you to just listen to what God has done what he does and what he will do in verse 6 and following. Just let this, let this sweep over you. Verse 6, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, <clears throat> who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. 
The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. God was the all-powerful creator who keeps his word and his promises forever. He is. He is a just judge. He's a compassionate provider. He's a deliverer, a great physician and encourager. He cares for the weak and the needy. He's the ever-reigning king. It's a short but overwhelming list highlighting the, the goodness, the power, the trustworthiness, the praiseworthy attributes and actions of God. And if this is all true of him, and it is, and so much more, if it's all true of him, he can be, he must be trusted. And you ought to live to praise him. And just five verses here, there are over 12 references to God and to what he does in this rather repetitive, rhythmic way, referring to the Lord. Just look at verse 6 and following. Who, who, who? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. He, he, the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. The sea and all that is in them. He can be trusted. He demands your life of committed praise. He keeps faith forever. Which means he's always faithful. He's always true. He always keeps his word. He gives justice to the oppressed. He doesn't overlook or ignore them or favor the rich and powerful. He gives food to the hungry. He sets prisoners free. He opens blind eyes. He lifts up the bowed down. What else or who else can do all of that? Substitute anything or anyone for all those references to the Lord in these verses and it does not work. Muhammad, Buddha, karma, Joseph Smith, Marx, Nietzsche, wealth, health, freedom, Biden, Trump, DeSantis, drugs, youth, power, prestige. We could go on and on. None of these created the heavens and the earth. None of them executes justice. None of them give food or freedom or sight to the blind. None are reigning now or forever. None can give salvation. Only the Lord. And he has proved this and he has revealed this. Ultimately, he's done all of this by sending Jesus, whose very name means the Lord saves. Whose title, Christ or Messiah, speaks of his everlasting reign. Jesus is the Lord of Psalm 146. And I want you to think about how all of these verses, verse 6 and following, all these claims are, are true of him in a, in a unique way. John says that by him, by Jesus, all things were made. Reflect on that. Verse 6, he made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. 
And maybe you need to be like a kid again and just blown away by his majesty and power in creation. Look at the stars or the ocean or a sunset or a satellite picture. He made it all. He can be trusted. He is worthy of your praise. He demands your praise. Are you spiritually hungry? Jesus will satisfy. He who gave bread to the multitude is the bread of life. Are you physically in need? He will provide. He healed the sick. He brought Lazarus back to life. He will raise you up again. He will restore you either in this life or in the life to come. Are you a prisoner? You're a prisoner to sin or to temptation, a prisoner to the fear of death. He can and will free you. Death could not hold him captive. He freed the demon-possessed. He forgave sins. Are your eyes blind? Are they blind to his majesty, to his truth? You cannot believe. He who opened the eyes of the blind can and will open your eyes. If you look to him in faith, are you bowed down? Are you bowed down tonight by whatever it might be, sin or sorrow, affliction, trials? Does the start of a new year bring sorrow or worry because you can never seem to change or you don't know what this year will hold? Uh, Jesus was bowed down for you. He was humbled and rejected so that he might lift you up. Uh, he cares for you, and he will lift you up. Do you feel unloved or unlovely? God so loved the world that he sent his only son. The Lord loves the righteous, and you can be righteous, and you can be loved because of Jesus, because of his perfect righteousness given to you and his shed blood for you. Are you a lonely stranger or sojourner? Are you a widow? Are you fatherless? He will provide. He was a stranger here, even among his own. He had no place to lay his head. He cared for his own widowed mother, even from the cross. He will uphold and watch over you. And friends, we could go on and on and on. Do verses 6 through 10 not give you more than enough reason to throw yourself upon him in trust and, and in wonder and praise and, and to live for his praise? To take a deep breath and, and rest in him as a new year comes and as you don't know what this year will hold. He can be trusted. He will be praised. And Psalm 146 ought to encourage and comfort and excite you. But look how it ends. Look how this psalm ends. Pointing up to him on his everlasting throne, reigning forever. Not as some distant, far-off force, but as a personal, powerful God. Your God, O Zion. The God who dwells with his people the God, this God will reign to all generations. He'll never stop reigning. He'll never stop being the God described 
in the previous verses here. And the only appropriate response is how the, how the psalm ends. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Friends, I do not know what this year or any years ahead will hold for you or for me. I don't know how many years you will have in this world. But I do know that to all generations, to years without end, the Lord will live and he will reign. And if he is your help and your hope by faith in Jesus, if you're trusting in him and not in man, you will be blessed. You will be saved. You will be given life. He will be your help and your strength. If you resolve to praise him from your soul while you have life in and through Jesus, you will live life to the full, the life that God is giving to you. It will not be easy, but it will be beautiful, and it will only just be the beginning. The one who made the heavens and the earth, who keeps faith forever, who gives justice and food and freedom and sight and uplifts and pours out love and watches and upholds the needy, calls for your trust, and he calls for your praise tonight and in this new year and in all of your years. And one day it'll, it'll give way, these years will give way to beholding his full glory and praising him to years without end. And so look to him now. Don't look to man, but look to the Son of Man, Jesus don't live for your own praise. Don't waste your years in what will soon end and be lost. But praise him. And do so looking to Christ, the one on the throne, the unchanging, all-powerful one reigning to all generations. People of God, in this new year and in every year that you live, trust the Lord and praise him in and through Jesus to his glory. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Lord, much of this has not been new for many of us, but we pray that we would not quickly hear your word and, and move on and forget what you have sh showed us. Lord, we pray that you would... Um, Holy Spirit, take up your sword and do a work in our hearts where that's needed. Um, help us, Lord, to see how utterly worthy of praise you are, how beautiful and majestic and gracious you are, how good you have been to us in Christ. And Lord, let us cling to you in faith and not to the things of this world, not to man, and let us live for your praise. Uh, Lord, we pray that, that our souls would praise you as long as we live. That while you give us our being here on earth, even as we look forward to praising you forever in glory. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.